Today, we get a market outlook from Ryan Longhenry with Series Global Egg based out of Minneapolis. He started with the corn outlook. Yeah, so we've got some historically tight ending stocks on old crop in the U.S., uh, some drought situations going on over in Europe, and the market's not going to have as big as production as I think people were originally forecasted. Uh, so we should end up in a pretty tight situation while the world awaits for the South American harvest. And uh, what about soybeans? Similar but different. Uh, soybean ending stocks in the U.S., very low. Basis, very historically high right now. Um, I think it's kind of the same situation we're going to see. Weather's been okay. Uh, we're still in a key growing growing stage for the U.S. beans. Uh, they're getting starting to get some drinks, so there's a little bit better prospect there. Um, but unless the South American crop comes through big, bean price could see some strong volatility. And I uh, wanted to talk uh, about wheat as well. Sure. Um, you know, everybody's been watching the headlines on the, the Russia-Ukraine situation. It seems like grain is moving now. Um, globally, you know, besides, again, some issues in, in the EU, U.S.-Canadian crops look really good. Um, expecting bigger acres next year on U.S. winter crops with the higher prices. That, that commodity kind of differentiates from beans and corn as we know we have a good crop coming and we need to find some more demand for it. And uh, canola? Yeah, canola after a really, really tough year last year. Um, nice crops in Canada, you know, 18 and a half, 19 million metric tons of production, EU production higher, um, Australian production higher. Canola actually needs to find demand now with these higher prices. Uh, and so that one has has a little more friendly road in terms of, of the, the ending stock supply, but price could see some pressure. And finally, uh, oats. Oats, oats has been a big roller coaster. Um, you know, futures and flat price rallied really, really hard into the winter. Um, crop conditions a little better than I think people were expecting. Bigger yields after a tight year. Prices are down a lot. Uh, it's still unknown. If we have a big national yield, uh, we could see sustained pressure on prices. But if yields don't participate, especially up in the north, uh, we could see prices recover back into that 6 $7 area. That was Ryan Longhenry with Series Global Egg with a market outlook. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business says the federal government's plan to cut fertilizer emissions by 30% by 2030 must remain voluntary for Canadian agribusinesses. A recent CFIB survey revealed that nearly three-quarters of farmers said the yield of their crops and overall food production will be reduced if the federal government required them to reduce their use of nitrogen fertilizer. Taylor Brown is policy analyst of Western Canada and agribusiness. In late spring, we did a survey with our 6,000 ag members across Canada, and we found that nearly half say that they've already optimized their nitrogen fertilizer use. A lot of them have done this by conservation tillage, soil testing, rotating and nitrogen fixing crops, a lot of them are using the 4R nutrient stewardship already. And so they've really, you know, there's not a lot of room for them to further reduce any sort of fertilizer use. Um, as well as nearly two-thirds of our agribusinesses say that a mandatory reduction of fertilizer use would decrease their profitability. And, you know, this is pretty understandable. Um, you can look at, you know, the additional rising costs that they're facing, labor shortages. You know, some farmers are really wondering how they'll continue feeding the world and, you know, Canadians as well. 
Just talk a bit more about the, the overall impact this would have on, on agriculture. CFIB is urging the government not to mandate any sort of reduction in fertilizer use in the future. Right now, it's a voluntary target. The government, you know, is still conducting stakeholder consultations on the target until August 31st. So I would suggest anyone listening who would like to provide their input, definitely take advantage of that. Um, any sort of, you know, reduction in fertilizer use definitely means that there'll be less crops, there'll be less products, there'll be higher costs, you know, for consumers. And this is not a time where we can afford any sort of higher costs at all. You know, it's easy to see when you go to the grocery store how tough it is these days. You know, everything is just through the roof. Inflation is through the roof. So that's why we're really advocating, you know, not to mandate a fertilizer reduction. Our farmers have been reducing their fertilizer use for a very long time. Like, you know, some of our members said that they've been reducing their fertilizer use for 15 years now. Fertilizer is incredibly expensive. Nobody wants to waste it. So there are definitely a lot of reasons why any sort of mandated reduction in fertilizer use would be detrimental. That was Taylor Brown, policy analyst with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.